Hi, this is George Vega, and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. I've made him laugh already. Look at this. You did. You did. <laughs> Brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. A wise man once said, I would not want to live in a world without dragons, as I would not want to live in a world without magic, for that is a world without mystery. And that is a world without faith. Well, have faith, true believers. It's Norin Rad. That was good. Good stuff. Strong. Can't take the credit for it. Like I said, someone else wrote it. <laughs> yeah, but like it's your delivery that matters to me. You know what I mean? Your voice, your delivery, Bless you. the swagger. Bless you. On point, baby. I was, I was looking for quotes about magic for reasons which will become apparent. And I found a pretty good one by um, <laughs> Terry Pratchett. Have you heard of Terry Pratchett? Yes. Um, (laughs) This made me laugh. Scientists have calculated that the chances of something so patently absurd actually existing are millions to one. But magicians have calculated that million to one chances crop up nine times out of ten. You've got to think about it a little bit. No, I'm in it. I'm in yeah. it. I'm, in, I'm, it? I'm, I'm in it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like yeah. beautiful minding over here. I'm like no. all the way. No, that's I'm deep fine. in the quote. I mean, you, we've talked about this before. You know, silently being in it doesn't work on an audio podcast. Oh, right. Sorry. I got to be more <laughs> visual. Yeah, right, right, right. More auto. Okay. Let yeah. me think. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I'm in it. You are in it. You are in it. Right. We're all in it together. We're all in it together uh, with, our, with our guest this week. Um, this young man... Um, is relatively new to our sphere of um, uh, collecting, I think. He'll tell us more in a moment. Um, and relatively new to the groups, but um, really sweet guy, um, really passionate about, about, about the cards. Um, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself, actually, sir, because I don't want to muff your name. <laughs> sure, no problem. Uh, my name is Donnie Coltrider, uh, and in my relationship with Marvel, I'm a senior writer for Hipsters of the Coast, where I write about Magic the Gathering artwork um, and the art market, and have now taken my column to talk about Marvel Masterpieces 2020. That's exciting. That's exciting. That's awesome. so, so tell me what what and tell tell the listeners really what what hipsters of the coast actually is because i'd not heard of it until you joined the group but i think it's been around for 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 longer than that yeah so the site itself um has been around i think for seven or or eight years i joined them in 2018 um to talk about uh magic artwork so they cover um, community culture and uh, breaking news, um, and they have some some format writers about people that play competitively, and they do a little bit of everything, but really exclu- exclusively Magic the Gathering stuff. Um, and this is one of the first kind of more permanent branch outs. Um, they would eventually like to to cover more, you know, gaming culture and, and geek culture and that sort of thing. Um, so this is kind of a, a test run, if you will, to see how how their readers respond and, and if oh. we can get anything organically going. But um, yeah, it started as just a blog with, with some friends in New York and has, has really, really grown um, from there. So I love writing for them and, and being a part of the team and uh, they got some great folks there. Wow. So did you know them before you, you joined them? Had you crossed paths with them before that? 
a little bit. I used to read, you know, some of their stuff because they were really and still are um, the only people that do sort of breaking magic news. A couple people have tried to do some things similar, um, but that's really who covers things that are happening um, and almost exactly as they happen. So um, oh, I had been wow. introduced to, to them before. They had had a call out for writers. Um, I started writing that stuff because I wanted to read more about it, but there were really only one or two other people that were writing about magic art at the time. So, you know, right. it was kind of like a create your own content sort of thing. Um, and it just grew from there. Wow. Okay. So I'm, we've had, we've had at least one magic guy on, uh, Bobby Nisavaccio. Oh, wow. I remember his surname. Look at that. That was good. Holy hell. Yeah. Yeah. Probably everyone... you get the, yeah, that was good. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Who everyone knows in the group is Greg Bobby, mm-hmm. who collects card serial number 69. But he right. he came over from the, the, the magic side um, to join us. And he tried to explain a little bit about magic, but I'm, you know, I'm still, it's still something that's kind of not really um, in, in the frame for me. What is breaking magic news? You use that expression. What what would be? Give us an example of breaking magic news. What, what what's news in magic world? Sure. So like for what I do, it will be like. So I, this this week's a good example. So there was a new set that came out, um, and you know Magic does a big Twitch stream and that kind of thing. And the the person that that I work as closely with uh, at Hipsters, his name's Dave McCoy. He he's kind of heads up the news operation there, and he will follow that basically the entire day, just like a news reporter would, you know, as cards get spoiled, they'll post them out to social media and he'll do a really nice wrap up article at the end of the day, um, to kind of cover everything that happened through the day. And that's the same thing, you know, if, if cards get banned or restricted in a certain format, then he covers that. If, you know, something big happens, whether it's, you know, scandalous and and not great news or something really exciting happens, like somebody, you know, wins a big tournament or or something like that. Um, It's it's really anything. It just takes that whole little subculture, but but covers it just like, you know, it, it would be outside of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, gaming and, you know, a little I've dabbled in magic, nothing like you guys. You guys are next level. You know what I mean? But I've I've played magic. I've had a lot of fun with magic. My my boy was into it a couple of years ago and we just went crazy. And I've always wanted to collect magic because I love the artwork. You know, I've always been a huge fan of that. But, you know, the game mechanics are super fun. You know what I mean? It's always really thrilling. And, you know, gaming like magic and Pokemon, there's always updates to ban cards, cards that are going to be, you know, maybe banned, right? Everyone's like, oh, this is overpowered. This is going to be banned. Or, you know, sometimes I forget what it's called, but when cards are kind of reprinted, right, from the alpha sets or whatever, or like the mechanics of the game are reprinted, everyone's like, oh, this game, this part of the game's coming back. So, you know, from my experience of looking at Magic and Pokemon, you kind of have to be up to date (laughs) with the game and kind of know what's going on. It is. It's always changing and that's part of why like i've been doing i've been writing since i guess i think it's april of 2018 i never have any like there's never any shortage of of things to write about and you know maybe they they do print you know a lot of product and that's always been a concern but like it the wheel just keeps moving there's always something new there's always a new artist to talk to there's something else that that i can and can cover and that's it's been a lot of fun especially this year where you know i haven't gotten to play very much just because i i right. don't enjoy playing online quite as much you know i'd like the the kitchen table or the local game store you know, <laughs> kind of playing so this has let me keep my relationship with the game um 
you know, without really missing a beat, even though I couldn't really play. Yeah, we try to do that with Marvel all the time. We don't it's hard with Marvel. And that's kind of why we always stay very interview based, you know, because it gives us an ability to talk historically what the set's doing, you know, sure. more modernly what the store, the, the set is doing or whatever. But we, we definitely don't have those updates unless we're hunting for who the new artist is. Right, right. <laughs> Which you've experienced that with the deep dive you've taken on Marvel. If you want to let us know what that is and clue us yeah. in on how that kind of came about. Sure. Um, so with Marvel Masterpieces 2020, I knew Dave's work from Magic. Um, I've met him a couple of times. Uh, he is a regular at um, IX, uh, which used to be called IllixCon, which is the largest uh, imaginative realism convention. And it's in Reading, Pennsylvania. Not a very big place, but uh, he's from Philly, so it's real close. It's only like an hour and a half from me. I've gone for the last couple of years. Um, so I would see him every year at that uh, and then at the occasional Magic event. Um, so I was familiar with him and his work, um, and I still remember seeing the Instagram post pop up that said he made a Marvel Masterpieces set. And I'm like, I haven't heard the term Marvel Masterpieces in years. Like, I, you know, I'm sure you guys hear it all the time. I, you know, bought some packs of the old Flare cards in the 90s, you know, when I was a kid. And you get them, you know, as a, as a special treat or something like that. Um, but then I saw that and I was like, wow, these are this is incredible. And he put up those first couple of, of paintings that were for sale. I'm like, this is really going to be something special. And it just it just went from there. I just I've been been hooked since. I mean, that was July and that snowball kept rolling and you know, I'm still <laughs> still talking about it. And it's next year. So I love it. Gotcha. That's the gotcha. good thing about masterpieces, though. It just it's the gift that keeps on giving. You know what I mean? You, th- you think it's just going to be all that. What's 2020? The year of release mm-hmm. is going to be about. But right. because it's such a tough set to chase and because, you know, there's paintings and, and Dave did it the right way by releasing the paintings to the public and giving everybody a chance to own some of the original art, which in the past has not been the case. You know, in the okay. past, it's very difficult to acquire the pieces um, and it can be difficult. You know, Bianchi did it the right way as well. Joe Jusco's stuff all sold at once. Wow. So, yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't know if you knew, but, you know, if, I, I had heard that, but I wasn't familiar with how the guys had done it before. It's crazy. So MM16, Joe Jusco, you know, was 92 yeah. when his set was coming out. That the whole set was bought up before release. Wow. So all the paintings were gone. Luckily, we had him come in the set and sell the prelims. So that was pretty much what the collectors could get. Sure. Um, 2016, yeah. 2016. And then 18, you know, Bianchi is just phenomenal. Very much a marketing present, you know, a presence and super active in the group and let us in what was happening, had the had a dealer uh, kind of connect, I think, to sell the pieces. And that's okay. kind of where you can achieve them. But he also did opportunities where the prelims could be in the group. And then, of course, that's you nice. know, um, yeah, Palumbo, you know, after talking to Palumbo, Ian and I were talking to him and Palumbo came to us with the idea of, you know, hey, what has been going on in the past? How are things released? And fortunately, the prelims for like the battle specter, everything that's not base, you know, and the base prelims are redemptions for the cases. So if anybody yep. doesn't know, you know, there's a possibility of getting a redemption card, which you could redeem one of the base card prelims. And the prelims are what, five by seven? Is that right? I yep, know you have five. one. Five by seven. Yeah, I can grab it here if you want to look at it a little bit closer. Oh, Whoa. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Right. See, see how I dropped that subtly. That's good. So yeah, that's classic, I love, I love right? How I did that. Classy. Yeah. Oh. So they're, 
they're five by seven and they're they're oil sketches. He does them on a on this red ground. That's how he does all of his prelims. Um, how about which, shiny? Shall he's varnished it afterwards? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. I'm with it. Yep. So this so, won't need won't need glass when it's right. Framed. So keep still. Keep still. Don't 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 move. Don't move. I'm going to take a little snapshot. There we go. Lovely stuff. I love these. I love these snapshots. Yeah, no, one's, no, one's get, no one always shakes his head whenever I, I do one of those, but they're actually so useful for no, people they are who can't useful, see what we're doing. Yeah. Now, 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 tell us what character you just held up. So that was the Mysterio canvas gallery. Okay. Yeah. So behind, because I'm, I'm just going to get into it, because they're, sure. they're behind your, your, your left shoulder, I believe. As I'm, I was, yes, yeah. Yep. So what, what is sitting behind you on that desk? Explain to our listeners. Sure. So those are the two originals for the Mysterio cards. It's the base Mysterio and the, the full painting for the canvas gallery. Uh, when we say originals, well. we mean the original paintings. The, they are the original paintings. They're 12 by 16, oil on board. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. So you you obviously were lucky enough to to be able to get those because I know it was a bit of a, a bun fight towards the end there. It was it was really wild. It was I mean the the magic art market moves really really fast. The Marvel art market moved even faster. I mean I it was it was really wild because the the first group of paintings he released they sat for a little while, like a couple yes. sold right away, and then yes. you know they kind of hung out and you know I'd I'd actually debated buying the Moon Knight instead of mm. Mysterio, but it was, you know, here's 17 paintings that have been released. There's 135. You know, I didn't, I knew that I really only had the, the budget and it would depend on when they were, were dropped mm. to, you know, buy one, maybe two. Um, so I, I waited and I'm, I'm glad I did. And that first day uh, when you guys did your, your box opening that morning, it was like, okay, it was being and a couple of friends were like, which one's do we think we want to try to buy? Because they were real small, but we hadn't seen them before, so yeah. didn't know when they were going to be released and that kind of thing. But yeah, it was it was fast. I mean, I I had it down to about seven seconds to to be able to hit the purchase button, like with you know logins and the one touch, and and it needed to be that fast. Wow! Damn! Yeah, Beast. it was it was yeah. wild. I had never done anything like that before, but it worked. Out. That's crazy! Oh, wild. you clearly never crazy tried to wild. buy Marvel Weekly from the Upper Deck Impact platform. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the painting wow. stuff was insane. I remember being there, waiting, and you know, getting the newsletter from Palumbo, and just waiting to see when that was popping up. And he and I had a blast seeing the cards for the first time. I think everybody was just yeah. like, "Okay, let's see which one's our favorite." Yeah, <laughs> because it's yep. true, right? And and especially when you budget hunt, which you know, I think. Everybody in the hobby has a budget. You know what I mean? Right. Um, in some regard. So, and I think you have to be that careful about it. You have to kind of figure out what am I going to get? What am I interested in? What's going to be top tier for me? What's going to be low tier? But yeah, that website was a fun, fun couple of weeks of mayhem. It, it was. It was. Uh, it was a wild ride every Sunday. It was. And, and you know it was it was great to see it, it grow and I'm you know endlessly happy for Dave that that people just absolutely went ham on it and just I mean I think he has I think it's ten left I just verified the list with him because I try to put them at the end of of every article um, but out of I mean there were two redemptions out of 135 to only have nine or ten left plus the ones he kept he kept about a, a dozen of them I think um, and has made some not for sale I guess for future shows and and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and some that he's going to keep personally, but uh, it's, I mean, that's a lot of paintings real quick. And it was great to see everybody get behind them. That's a lot yeah. of shipping as well. 
That's a lot of shipping. It's he, a he, lot of he, shipping. He's been a busy boy. Everyone yep. else has had a pretty relaxing 2020, but going <laughs> 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 off to the post office, or I imagine it gets them uh, maybe picked up uh, for that kind of thing being shipped. Um, the, uh, the, the, the crazy thing about that is that I remember when Black Cat was in that first wave that he put up uh-huh. in July, and I remember looking at it, I remember seeing it, and I, I didn't have even close to two grand because I'm, I'm paying off quite a lot, lot, of, lot of debt that I accumulated. So um, I couldn't afford it, and I very recently found out who, who acquired it because they shared it in the group, having framed it. And so uh, I know it's gone to a good home, and I know it's someone that we, we know in the community rather than a complete stranger who sure. you know, is more on the magic side of things. So, um, so not, 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 you know, uh, just in terms of the fact that, you know, obviously there were people going to buy that who were magic people who might not have been in the Marvel Masterpieces group, so we'd never see it, you know, it'd right. be off somewhere. Yeah, else. yeah, because, and recently too, like, and this is a good way to bridge kind of magic and, you know, Marvel. Um, a lot of the times the big problems is that things disappear and never see the light of day. And it's not like you need to know where every piece is, but it's kind of significant when they're one of ones. You know what oh, I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be some kind of important running tally type of thing. And I know people like to keep their stuff secret or have to keep it secret. So they're not hounded yeah. and all that other yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. which makes total sense. Do you guys have that issue too? Cause I see, I see like vintage magic. I see a bunch of people share the original pieces and are pretty vocal about what they have, but I don't know how much it is black hole so, collecting on your side. It's a huge thing. Um, and I'm wow. still fairly new. Um, yeah, I, I started collecting magic art in 2017, you know, and that was right before things really took off for the, I guess, the first time. It's, you know, things go in waves. They'll, they'll shoot up and then plateau and then, you know, the market spikes again. And when I joined yeah. the magic art market on Facebook, there were only 2,500 members. Now there's like 12,000. So, and that's been in the last couple of years. So it's, it's grown significantly, but, you know, even, you know, the, the, a lot of the old guys there that have been around collecting, they know where things are and different people know where different things are. You know, I know where some stuff is just, you know, from a conversation at dinner at a show or something like that. And you just, you learn those kind of things. Wow. It, it's a real thing. And, and especially when it comes to things like uh, doing a show of original magic art or something like that, you, you have to know those sort of things if you want to try to bring those together mm. um, at, at some point. So it's, it's a real thing. I try to keep tabs. Some people have spreadsheets, but, you know, of, of things as they sell and, you know, who bought them. But a lot of stuff now sells privately. So, you know, yeah. it, it'll be auctioned publicly, but it'll sell privately. Um, no yeah. different than, than the masterpieces stuff. So you'll see it crop up in the group or you know somebody will share it on comic art fans or something like that yeah i keep a hit list you know what i mean just in case i read an obituary i know what address to go to you know to hunt it down sure. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. um no it's funny you say that because i think 2017 was around the time i started thinking seriously about art and you know original card art and getting into it you know i re- i got my first i started getting prelims with ian and i think that kind of Bit, bit me really hard where I was like, oh, sh- I need to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, this is actually something I really, really like. And it's something I've gone really hardcore into. And it took me two years to acquire an original piece that I have, um, which is a, 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 it's just the inks, you know, but it's a 1990 Marvel Universe Silver Surfer, oh, which, great. 
took me a, took me two years of asking a friend of mine who became well, someone who became a friend of mine, but he was the one back in the '90s who had a SilverSurfer.us.com site. So this wow. guy, the OG <laughs> Silver Surfer collector, a site that I used to like when I was you know in high school right. or whatever, because I was born in '85 or wherever I was, wherever I was, I'll beep that out. And um, I was looking at it, and I remembered like saving images, putting it outside. You know, I feel like all of us created like those binders where we put like printouts of stuff we liked, like comic book cover. Yeah, right? Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. So I remember, and I saw silversurfer.us, and I found him, and I was like, oh, my God, are you the owner of this site? And it just became this really nice friendship and took two years before it kind of decided to he decided to let it go nicely to me or whatever but that's it's a very difficult game to run for sure and i think what's been really nice about the magic community kind of sharing the card world with marvel cards with us and kind of becoming part with all of us becoming part of the same group is that we have been able to share resources like i've been talking to magic people about how artwork is working for them and i think it's i think it's going to become way more predominant Marvel card art for bigger communities in the future. Sure, and and anytime you have a crossover like that, you know, and and it when when Palumbo stuff came out, it was at exactly the same time as the art market was booming, but people were looking especially for me, you know, magic art has now, you know, the the prices are are starting to to be past my collecting means. I just I don't mm. don't have that that sort of budget. So Dave's stuff, you know, I mean, it was it was no cheap thing either, but it was much more friendly. So my art budget this year basically was spent on Marvel. Yeah. Um, I only bought, I think, one one Magic piece early, early on, and it was a preliminary. Um, but yeah, it it hit it like exactly the the right time for people that were looking to branch out for something too. Yeah, I think I think Dave priced it really fairly as well. Um, I would agree, yeah. Which, um, you know, unfortunately, there were a few small incidences of people taking advantage of that and, you know, immediately trying to flip, as, you know, we saw. I don't, I don't really want to <laughs> dwell on now because no, I don't sure. want to any yeah. oxygen. Um, and Dave was completely, you know, on board with that particular incident and, mm-hmm. and cancelled the transaction and, yep. you know, and offered it directly to collectors in the group. So, um, which I think, you know, which which I think is, is actually really fair because... Um, you know, there there is a school of thought that says, in terms of pricing for for unique pieces like that, there is a school of thought that says, well, it was priced too low. You know, and there was another school of thought say it was priced so that everyone would have an opportunity to own some artwork. And you know, I don't know whichever side of the fence you come down on that. I think ultimately it was, it's Dave's hard graft, and you know, he could price it however he wanted. Yeah. Well, you know, it was really nice because. Dave reached out to me and I, I told I've told Ian this. This is kind of why we were able to get him and you've speaking to spoken to him as well. Dave asked me pretty early on before the release, what do you think prices should be? What do these things normally go for? And I walked him through all he was it was very nice of him to even include me in the discussion. You know what I mean? Because it was it was very nice of him. But I remember I told him I was like, Yes, this can go to people who collect you know, high end magic stuff and someone can come in and buy every painting and have, because I know that happens in your world. Cause I've spoken to people, it, you know, I does. know people, yeah. yeah, they come by, I'll take everything you ever do. And then it's always gone. You know what I mean? And never touching it or it pops up on eBay for yeah. three, 10 times the price. Um, so I remember telling, I was like, we're very lucky in the group, mostly because Ian and you know, the other mods and everybody in the group is really diligent about keeping it 
to collectors rather than flippers and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I remember very early on him talking to me and me being like, this price, this is where this kind of stuff is going. So it's nice to see all of Dave's hard work that he, all the decisions he came to, you know, and ultimately kind of pay off. And I keep, I love seeing posts in the group of people saying, oh, I finally got this. They're framing it mm-hmm. at the frame shop. Yeah. It's just such a pleasure to have that kind of interaction in the group. It's brilliant. And you know that when they're getting framed, you know, they're, they're not going anywhere. You know, they're, they're yeah, that that's wall. a nice thing. Thing, yeah. Out of direct sunlight, of course, folks. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening at home, um, I'm liking the fact you've got the curtains very subtly drawn there. Uh, yep. yep. Um, so, uh, which is which is great. I mean, listen, I haven't even got mine framed yet because it's a sloping ceiling room, so I can't actually put anything up in there, uh, which is a shame. Anyway, um, so you had you. So this was your first, because you mentioned that you've not heard the Masterpieces night name since, you know, when you were probably in school shorts, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, I don't, I don't, I've got no idea how old you are. I know how old no one is and I'm ancient, but do you, um, did you used to buy those cards when you, when you were growing up or, you know, some people in America, people tend to buy either sports cards or Marvel cards or, or didn't do either or comics you know where, where were you in that kind of sure so i'm i'm 31 i was born in 89 um so i'm a little oh, bit younger than, than that was the year i left school that was the year i left school <laughs> it's only so gonna old. get worse man. Oh, man i'm old enough to be your father let's 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 just let's move on but yeah so i i remember and i went to look for them last night and i i couldn't find them um for today but i remember opening a couple packs of Marvel cards, we would stop. I got on the, the school bus uh, where my dad would work, so we would have to ride him from the house. It was only five minutes away, but it was so I could go to the school that was closer there to get dropped off, uh, pick up the bus there. But there was a little place where we would sometimes stop and get you know, coffee or, or ice cream. It was just like a little convenience store, and they had Marvel cards. And every now and again, I'd either get a pack of cards or Spider-Man comic book. Um, and, and that's really where it started. But you know, I hadn't seen them in years until I you know, moved out six years or seven years ago, whenever that was. Um, and then I haven't seen them again. I know where they're in one of the, the tubs I have stored, you know, here at the house. But um, and then, you know, from there went to baseball cards and then to Pokemon cards and then, you know, picked up picked up magic cards and, and really never looked back. You know, took a small break in, in college like everybody does. Everybody has at least one or two breaks in whatever they're doing. And then um, came back once I had graduated undergrad and uh the rest is history. But yeah, wow. this is the this is the first wow. step back in into Marvel since you know just buying a couple of booster packs in in the middle nineties. Wow, that is, that is, that is, so I'm I'm just curious because I when you you very kindly sent me um, a link to where you collated all of the um, images of, of Dave's paintings and mm-hmm. prelims because uh, I've been um, trying to keep an eye. I've got in my in my Google Drive, I've got an archive of as many images of the original pit paintings from Bianchi, Bianchi that I can, I can, I can have, and obviously Dave's as well. At some point, you know, we're hoping that we can get a bigger website thing going on and maybe have a an archive of some of this stuff there. Um, artists, um, uh, if if they're happy for us to do that. But um, when when you sent me that email, um, uh, the um, the signature in your email just just um, MA in Museum Studies from John Hopkins University. So tell me about doing an MA in Museum Studies. What, what, 
what what does that what does that qualify you to do <laughs> that's a really hard job actually sorry that's a really impressive thing man i know how difficult that pre- preservation and what that is yeah that's really I mean, it's cool. an ma for a start so yeah yeah it's pretty cool no thank you yeah i i did that program from 2015 to 2017 um i graduated undergrad from university of maryland in 2011 uh and had always considered going back to grad school, but I didn't. You know, 2011 wasn't the the shining example of of economic times and and things of that <laughs> nature. So, um, no, I I went to work. Uh, my family has a has a car dealership, so I went to work there where I still work, and I love what I do during the day. Um, but in 2015, I decided I needed if I wanted to do that, I needed to go back and do it. Um, and Hopkins has a program that is 90% online. Uh, and then has one, uh, it's like a two week condensed class where you go on site. Um, and I went to San Diego, California, which was just a blast. But, um, what I did there is really focus on the education side, um, and storytelling, which naturally led itself almost as soon as I finished grad school is when I started writing. Um, so it was just that weird, you know, natural progression, but, um, it, it opened my eyes to a lot of different things on how you can interact with objects and, you know, narrative storytelling within art um, and, and things of that nature. A lot of the stuff that I that I talk about, you know, in yeah. my regular week was all born out of the things that, you know, I, I learned and studied there. Wow. Very cool. I, I, I love That's that. Awesome. And of course, Johns Hopkins is the one that everyone had never heard of before, until 2020. And then, of course, it's the kind of go-to source for the latest terrible stats on, on what's happening globally. So, yeah. Um, but I know they're kind of a big deal. So hats off to you, sir. Well done. Thanks. That must have been some hard <laughs> graft. No, I, I love it. I love, I love it when we have a boffin on the show. A what? A boffin. I, I don't what know what that means either. Boffin? You never yeah. heard of a boffin? <laughs> No. <laughs> right. Okay. Let me get Dr. Google on the case here because I'm not oh, making God. this shit up. I mean, you, you probably I'm think I'm starting to think you are making this up. <laughs> no, I don't know. no, no, no. I'm not making this up. I it never sounds real. It. So you're doing a good right. job if it is made to, up. To be fair, I've used it in the wrong context because um, because it is more on the scientific or technical angle. But boffin is a British slang term for a scientist, engineer, or other person engaged in technical or scientific research and development. The World War II conception of boffins as war-winning researchers lends the term a more positive connotation than related terms such as nerd, egghead, geek, or spod. <laughs> the things you get on this podcast. I funny. kid you not. Yes. I'm looking at the Love Wikipedia it. entry for it now, so I, I don't make this stuff up. But we're we, we're interviewing a genuine, <laughs> honest to God, boffin. It's great. I love it. This is, this is Mr. Mentor right here. I love it. Um, so you, um, you, I want to talk about your 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 articles on the on the hipsters site about um, about Dave and how he did the, and how he did the work. How many of them? Are there six parts to that now? So there's uh, seven now. Um, seven. And wow. Eight will come out next Monday. They're they're every other Monday. Um, okay. So there'll be nine total because that's uh, fifteen artworks each one. So there'll be nine for the set review. I'm going to do one on the prelims. I'm going to do one Ooh. about sketch cards, uh, and then I'd like to do one about um, my Mysterio pieces if I can get them to the framer in time. Mm. Okay, and they're titled Masterpiece Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, Love it. And I'm just, I'm just, I mean, you're probably better, better describing it than me. Tell me what what the idea of each article is. What do you do with it? So we'll take 15 uh, paintings. I send them to Dave ahead of time, and they're 
the articles come out in the same order that he released the paintings for sale. That was the easiest way oh. to do it because wow. it was it was 14 paintings each week for however many weeks, and then I'll stick one in at the end that either he kept uh, or had been sold to somebody that had worked you know on the set with him something something like that. Yeah. Uh, and that gave me 15. I was like, okay, this is perfect. So I would send him. Two articles worth at a time, and he would go through and on about half of them uh, give me notes um, or something cool that we wouldn't know. Uh, and he'd also send along the songs with all of them, which I know he talked about when he was on the episode. Each painting has a song associated with it that he would listen to, you know, it was kind of an inspired by, uh, and then the painting would be representative of a soundtrack. Um, and he wouldn't, you know, wasn't finished until he felt it was fully representative of that. And then when I write, I listen to the same song, and it's just a really neat experience to basically set a painting in motion. And it does that with with so many of them. Um, they're they're so complimentary. It, it's it's really a, a neat thing, and that's what makes this set really so cool. It's one of the things. I've I've I because I remember seeing the little post-it notes where he had not post-it notes index cards I guess they are um, because there's a photo and on to, on the top <laughs> on top of the stack of photos there's the one for Black Cat I and mean, I've zoomed in endlessly trying, trying, to, trying to read all that um, Dave if you're listening if you ever if you ever part of those index cards I'll quite happily take that one off your hand um, but um, the, it, and and where he'd written kind of almost like thematically what what he was trying to capture and you know notes about. About, you know and obviously relating to the song as well um and the black cat one that we i played very briefly and uh, didn't get sued no which is good nice always good. that's always good. good uh for that 20 for seconds letter, or so of audio like no we'll no okay. well, well the thing is i don't think they know where we live but if anyone ever asks i'll give me your address so. um oh, but thank um, you. that's quite all right that's quite all right you've been served <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is they say um but um the uh the black cat one is just is absolutely perfect um uh, full confession i haven't been able to dive into all of them because my time to do that is when i'm working but when i'm logged into the work server it, it blocks access to most youtube videos sure it's really frustrating so when i'm the page comes up and i click on it and of course they're all there was all little Im, Im, embeds under each thing for for each of the um because most of them on youtube and and maybe only two of them <laughs> each article work for me um which is which is really frustrating but i i, I love i love just like reading the notes and there's some crazy music i'd never heard of and when you play it it's like wow that's like I've, i didn't even know sounds like that existed uh, on some of them <laughs> Because um, yeah, there's, 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 there's a pretty really wild, wide, yeah, there's a wild range of of genres and styles. Oh yeah, right. I and like even for me, I don't like. Obviously, you know, you listen to music and you don't think of it, but I don't know what kind of time could have possibly gone on into like. All right, this is what I want to do. Now I have to find a song to match with it. Like just that connection alone of Dave being able to. to know a song or think of a song or research a song to, to match some of these paintings is incredible. Well, you see, yeah. I, I assume maybe, you know, we're hoping to have Dave come back on. So I, I assume that Dave already knew the songs, which, which makes me massive hats off respect for the breadth right. of yeah. Dave's musical uh, kind of just like exposure, you know, how many different genres there's, there's genres of music that I've seen in, 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 in there that I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I don't, I probably know <laughs> half the songs, maybe, yeah. maybe per article. And that's, yeah. that's a big, maybe, but yeah, to know all of those beforehand and then be able to match them up because some of them are, are 
really good. And even, you know, he'll say that some of the paintings changed a little bit and they don't match quite as well as he would have liked, sure. but then some of them are, are, they're perfect. I mean, they're literally perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I'm, uh, my, my, my aim is to, is to finish, um, <laughs> uh, my tier one to three and then sit down and actually spend some time going through them, mm-hmm. um, properly and, 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 you know, maybe get them on a little playlist or something. So I listen to them without being at the computer, yeah. um, That's and just cool. immerse myself that way. So, so do you, um, so when you, you've got, you've, so you've done seven, you've maybe got what, two or three more to come. Yeah, there's um, two two more for the main main set review. They'll be oh, okay. Work, working on eight now, and then there'll be the the last one, and that'll be all 135. Wow. wow. Okay. So um, I, I kind of know the answers to this, but but what next? So yeah, I I gave you a little preview, and I actually just got clearance for it as well. Oh, so what you I can want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I I can. Yeah. No, it's uh, what I want to do is take. I was able to buy the um, Bianchi book and Joe Jusko's book, and I wanted to look at them to see if I could put any connections together because that's kind of been my thing for this year. Yep, is is to look, and I'm going to do the same thing in Magic as well, is to look beyond what just happened and see what mm-hmm. I can do. And it's it's more or less just an exercise f- for me to keep that you know keep flexing you know that that muscle and and look for yeah. the connections um but there's i think let me pull it up on my other screen over here um so there's 42 characters that all three artists did so i'm gonna take and and look at those and i've split them up into into some different themes and some have you know a certain like there's a lot of spider-mans and there's a lot of wolverines because a lot of those got got double features um sure. no different than than what dave did and then there's a couple that just joe and dave did and then a couple that um just uh dave and Simone did so i'll spread that out that will probably take me through most of of this year and it may go to a once a month kind of thing just because they're going to take a little bit more time sure. um, and i have to find the images and things like that but that's going to be the the next project is to look at you know what i'm going to call like the modern masterpieces 16 and forward um and with any luck, that'll you know go right into the to the next set, you know, which I'm assuming is going to be 2022. Um, obviously, we don't know anything about that yet, but that should should take a, a little while to do. And as long as you know people keep reading and and listening and um, whatnot, then I'll be able to keep writing them. So yeah, that's exciting, our, man. Our understanding is 2022 is is the aim for that, based on looking at you here Norrin but I remember when we spoke to them and it is on an episode so it isn't <laughs> um when they yeah said they're they pretty consistent actually, with the yeah. years and stuff like that so sure you know they're you know um how far they're into it I don't know but I'm sure at this point you know everything's kind of you know being drawn and everything's already in motion that's right uh, that's right I remember terms- now when we spoke to them they said that they had selected the artist for 2022 and those conversations were happening and they were on the shortlist stage for 2024. That's fun. Yeah. Which is bonkers. Yeah. Crazy. I'm, I'm interested just from an art perspective to see what direction they take in 2022, because, you know, just looking at all these and getting ready for this next series, you know, you 2016 is, is a very classic, bright colors, very comic feel. And then Mm -hmm. 2018 gets super contemporary and a little dark and a little gritty. And that's very cool in its own right. And then you have Dave that kind of falls in the middle, 
you know, with a much more, you know, golden age illustrative, you know, lends itself a little bit more to what people normally associate with the fine art world, which is just a neat thing. But where do you go from that? Do you go all the way back to, you know, super traditional comic stuff? Do you do something totally different? It would be very exciting to see what they decide. I am. I'm. I'm really excited. Masterpieces is kind of my is definitely my main set in terms of what I look to, and anything I dabble outside of Surfer is always going to be in Masterpieces. Just sure. that, that that always ends up being my main squeeze. Mm-hmm. But um, I you know it's funny too because I'm I'm interested to see the artists they get, right? And we've spoken to Upper Deck and they said it wasn't intentional to get someone who was doing Magic the Gathering to do Marvel. Sure. You know, it was just coincidental because, you know, they really like Palumbo's work and, you know, and, and so forth. Originally, it was just the work was very much interesting. But it worked out brilliantly because it's brought in a whole new group of people. Yeah. So I, I'd be very interested to see where they go with it. You know, I don't know if they'll do another comic book person. I don't know if they'll do a name from the past. I do think it's going to be a very different object, you know, different, different um, uh, type of execution. But I'm excited to see them figure it out for sure. And I think it's going to be fun regardless. And Masterpieces is about one artist on a set other than 93, which is still a phenomenal set in my opinion. Um, But to see them branch out and always have something different every masterpieces that's that's i'm here for that all day that is exactly what i want i don't want to see repetition i want to see you know what i mean the the the, you know a new objective if possible right yeah that's that's what makes it really really different and and special like for for me i don't know that i probably won't ever collect anything outside of the masterpieces and whether i do in 2022 be entirely different um you know we'll see who the artist is and and whatnot but i know for this it you know I hadn't collected anything hard like that in a long time, and it was mm. it was it was a blast just because yeah. of, of what Dave was able to to put into you know into a tiny little trading card from from big size. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. So the um, the interesting thing about the next masterpieces set, let's assume it does drop in twenty twenty two, which is now only next year, and if the artist or artists listening to this is probably knee deep in in in, in prep and actually working on it at the moment the probably work. hears me say that and has a, a slight um involuntary muscle spasm the um because <laughs> it's a lot of work you know i mean you know dave, dave himself said and simone uh simone jumped in and, and and relished it but from from what i understand so um and and it's going to be the 30th anniversary Oh. the next one so it's kind of if that artist is listening to me say that they've probably had a second involuntary muscles because they're probably they're <laughs> no probably like, oh okay no pressure then so um listen, whoever it is it's going to be is going to be it's all about how they market it and put it out the, you know, the quality of the work i'm sure will be will be there because you know they're they're, <laughs> they're not they know what they're doing when they're selecting these artists clearly um and uh, they wouldn't go for someone who who wasn't um worthy of the the standard and the name um you won't have heard this yet um uh donny um but it will be out by the time this episode drops so i will tell you that on last week's episode possibly depending That's on it. when this drops um we spoke to uh bob uh, budiansky who was at marvel comics 
and he was the guy who was kind of the editorial director i think he said his his role was i'm remembering he now. was the direct he was the creative yeah. director so creative he was the creative director. so basically he was working a job there working on ghostwriter right so mm-hmm. doing doing cover work from there um you know i believe writing as well so forth yeah. and you know, they hit him up, and Comic Images was the original publisher of Marvel Marvel cards. And Marvel cards before 1990 were simply traces of other people's artwork, and then colored by a new artists. Done very well, and they're okay. you know they're primo, they're very nice things. Um, but Marvel was like, you know what? Let's make this our own thing. Let's make an identity here. How do we develop this? So he was the guy that came up with the power meter, the bios on the back, the funny nicknames. He was the guy to bring in the first idea of having all original art by comic book artists. That's great. So Jerry, it's crazy, basically. So he, crazy. Uh, he probably won't thank me for saying this because even when we interviewed him, he said that he was, you know, I think the idea, the actual strategic directions go came from above, and he was the one responsible for kind of making it happen and then steering that ship for eleven sets, I believe it was he worked wow. on. I personally, um, for now forward, going to refer to him as the founder because, quite frankly, you know, it, 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 he. You know, working with the guys at Impel, then Skybox, then became Flair, you know, is one of the people that made these sets happen in the way that they happened, yeah. made, you know, right. made the decisions that, that structure it in the way that we did. Anyway, there's a long preamble to say, because you haven't heard the episode yet, is that he specifically said that it was never an idea of theirs, that, and it was never an intention that Masterpieces had to be one artist yeah obviously upper yeah. deck have gone back to that because of 92 being one artist and then 2016 being them kind of relaunching uh, as a premium brand with with joe coming back but um so that, that was quite interesting because we got into talking about uh, 1993 with him and 1994 as well. Um, anyway, you'll hear it. <laughs> that was really so, nice. But it, um, just to say that, you know, there is such a long tradition to these things. You know what I mean? They're, they're, and the Masterpieces definitely has that that tradition, as well as other card sets. But, yeah, Masterpieces is definitely, I think, for a lot of people, would be like the crown jewel, I think. I think so, right, Ian? What would, you, would you say that? Well, yeah. it is the, it is, it's the one... It, it's, the, it's the biggest... Marvel card brand, hence the reason it's got a group dedicated to it. That is, that is, you know, and I think if it wasn't as big a brand, then that group wouldn't be able to, it wouldn't have to sustain itself. It wouldn't sustain, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, And and the beauty of um, 2020 is it's brought a whole lot of new blood in. And like yourselves, those new people are starting to look back Uh at Simone's work, at Joe's work. Uh, Julian Boris's work actually 1996 is seeing a huge I mean not that it ever went quiet but it's just gone crazy in the last three six months yeah I mean that's something I wanted to ask you Donnie how has been the card craze with you guys because I know Pokemon's Mm. blown up in grades I know Marvel's blowing up because that's what everyone's doing with 96 what's going on with you guys so so magic has been a, a little different and I don't follow um the finance side of it and, and the pricing right. side of it, but um, with with no events, which is where a lot of cards get get bought or sold, or people buy them in preparation for, it's been kind of strange. And for somebody like me, that's just a very casual player um, that wants to play in paper, I haven't spent anywhere near as much money on 
magic singles as I, as I normally would have. Mm-hmm. Um, and wow. I don't, I don't know that that's true across the board for folks. Um, but there's also been an incredible product push by wizards. So they had more magic product come out in 2020 than really any year before. Um, with a lot of supplemental stuff and some exclusive stuff, and it, it's all been really great. But you can't you can't buy everything, um, so yep. people have started to have to to pick and choose um, and things like that. And I, I've done it myself, you know, as as far as you know, what do I want to buy to keep? What do I want to buy to play with? Um, do I need to to get that right now at all? Um, yeah. So it's it's been weird, but I mean, I've I've seen the same kind of thing, you know, with the the Pokemon taken off, uh, especially this year, as people have had more time to look into old hobbies. And then the '96 masterpieces thing was has been kind of a wild thing to watch, just as somebody fairly new, you know, you know, it was twenty dollars a card, and then it was forty dollars a card, and people were were buying it like crazy, you know, in five thousand dollar boxes, and yeah. it's uh that's been. Five thousand dollar boxes. Yep, yeah, that's the first thing I thought too. I was like, "Holy hell!" Like, "Oh my yeah. gosh!" Yeah. yeah, it's nutty. But I think it's funny too because I feel like that's that's kind of the big push towards grading and stuff like that. And I feel like that's that's what people are doing. You know, that I mean, we've seen it in the, in the hobbies before. You know, people going for cards and then trying to crack fresh packs in order to get like a ten and or nines or something like that. So, yeah, it's been it's been pretty crazy. But that's interesting to hear about magic. Mm. Mm. right and it's like i said i i might not be the best person to ask just because of of you know i'm really just a casual player that plays commander and and likes to play with their friends but you know it's the the prices have been it's been kind of strange just without the events which is where so much of that takes place um and even even for me you know when i bought cards it was either because i was going to see an artist to have them signed or it was because i was going somewhere you know, to play. And without either of those things, it's for me personally, it's just been a lot, a lot less, which is good because it opened up, you know, I was able to buy Marvel stuff this year, which <laughs> I had no idea, you know, that was ever going to happen. Probably for the best because it isn't, is it, it hasn't been cheap, I'm sure. The, um, can, can we just take a pause? Cause, cause sure. someone else just came onto the podcast. One of you has a cat that's, that's, that's. <laughs> Was getting oh, involved. I do. Yeah, that's probably my cat outside. I could hear a cat meowing. You can hear him. Yeah, he's he's not a big fan of being being closed out. Oh, <laughs> you know? I could hear. I, I, I thought because I never hear Noen's cat. I never hear. Well, Noen's she's cat. a mouthy one, so I'm surprised you haven't because she's a nightmare. But no, I don't know <laughs> where she is. Cats, man. You know what? Cats are the worst, dude. They show you on YouTube cats, and they're being cute and cuddly, and they're like meow and all this weird, stupid stuff, and then you get a cat. And it's not the same thing, damn it! It's so, not. I have two cats, and I'm I'm very fortunate because my Saint. my my two boys are the most lovable. It's Thorin, who's outside the door screaming, and uh, Groot, who is the exact opposite. They're brothers, Groot. but yeah, Groot, Groot doesn't make any any noise really. Um, and Thorin likes to be in here with me if he hears me in here. So he probably just woke up and realized oh. that my door is closed and that he can't be in here right now. But because he hears me talking about him, so now he's quiet. But <laughs> well, you, you live close, right? You like cats. That's good to know. Just send me your address. No reason. No, no. reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's... Just casual. Just yeah. casual. Just hang Another out. exciting edition of Marvel Meowsterpieces. <laughs> Meow Meowsterpieces. Oh we, we are going to get that off the ground. That's, One of these days, we are going to get that off the ground. Perfect. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so, so tell us about your... your, your I, I want to flip back to Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want to flip back to Mysterio is because this is a good segue to talk about our artist intro. <gasps> Do you like what I did there? Yeah, Damn. Good. 
on that point. Was, that was, yeah, it's a good job we we kind of set this up before we started recording, isn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week now, uh, this is our first kind of um, episode where we've had an artist intro who hasn't been on the show of this year, um, oh, and um, uh, George George Vega. Um, I, I I bow down with apologies, sir. So, so George, <laughs> George sent us this intro back in June of 2020. Um, you remember 2020? You know, it's kind of most of the world. No, I don't. Bit, I blacked it out. So yeah, yeah, the world kind of got a bit weird for a bit. Um, that may or may not still be happening by the time this episode drops. Who knows? Um, but George Vega, who you can find on Instagram under George underscore Vega, V-E-G-A underscore art. Um, first of all, isn't Vega the planet in contact that Jodie Foster has a signal from? In contact, maybe. Yeah. I think it is. I love yes. that movie. That's I love a good that movie. movie, damn it. No one talks about that movie, but I like <laughs> I contact. Love it. And Matthew it's McConaughey nice. before the McConaughey. Yes. You know? So, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I've got a lot of time How for nice. that movie. I yeah. did not think that movie would come up in conversation today, but I have it. No. I really like it. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> You've struck a nerve, Ian. I know. It's, uh, if I can, if, <laughs> if I can strike anything at my edge, I'm happy. Uh, let, I'm going to share screen, so we're looking at the same thing. Um, <laughs> we've lost Norin. We've lost Norin. Come back, Norin. Um, so uh, George. Uh, uh, planet from contact um is it's here and uh, george apologies for for the radio silence on that we literally we literally did uh, kind of uh, i forgot i'm sorry i'm just gonna hold my hands up george i forgot we had so many artist intros sent to us Um, and then and then it all get it and then it it kind of landed around the time our first birthday episode dropped and of course julian boris and we were were pushing on that and then yeah and then yeah so um anyway george a huge apologies sir um so um prepare sit down uh for for a few minutes because i'm going to blow smoke up your ass because i'm looking at your instagram feed um and i love it um uh, i'm just going to go to the top one here because i'm sharing my screen now what do you mean continuous stop it it's asking me to log in instagram's asking me to log in how unreasonable of of, of you is that is that that my profile (laughs) sorry bear with me Technical difficulties. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Well, I know I've known George. <laughs> I've known George for a while, um, and I've always loved his work. I mean, I, I've told him that he knows. He knows I like his work. I've had a card of his. Um, I've seen people buy cards of his. He's always a good, a really good source for a sketch card. He's just recently worked on the Marvel annual booklets, which are super rare. Oh, and yes. extremely difficult I to get a hold of. I think I've seen him sharing those, yeah. 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 And he did some of the best ones, too, in my opinion. I, I, my, in, in my opinion, I think some of the better ones are coming from him, to be honest, because they're just that's so right. clean. And all of them the look great. The battle booklets. Yeah. Yes, the battle booklets. That's it. I don't know if he did anime. I, I, I don't know if I've seen anything recently on anime well, from him. Sure. I'll, um, I'll, sure have a, I'll have a look in a moment, um, just because it's just dropped on EPAC, of course. Um, yes a couple of days from when we're recording so um so if if he's on there we'll, we'll just scroll to it i'm just looking on his instagram at the moment and as as we record he's posted um uh, an x-men piece that he's done which is which is pen and ink and it's just amazing i, I just love the proportions and the, and the layout of that yeah. especially with archangel at the top and uh, mohawk storm is always a good good call i like mohawks i, I really got, do he's got weapon x um wolverine in there as well yeah, I see him in the back. Yeah, 
That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, oh, he's got some close-ups. Here we go. The joys of scrolling on Instagram, folks. There's a pro <laughs> tip for you. Um, uh, yeah, I love it. I really love it. Oh, there he is. There's Weapon X Wolverine. That's that's cool. I love it. Um, the reason this is a segue into Mysterio is because when George sent me his um, uh, his uh, intro, he also sent over, um, if I can find it, he says, clumsily navigating, a sample of one of his Marvel Masterpieces sketch cards. And it is Mysterio. Just it, beautiful coincidence, man. Um, have you dived into um, many sketch cards on the Mysterio? kind of collecting i have um so when like i mentioned before when when stuff first came out i was trying to decide and i mysterio was the front runner it's like who which kind of whip painting do i really want to buy and i had almost settled on that and then when i opened my first box this year the very first sketch card i opened was mysterio Ooh. like all right ah, well sign i guess that's the sign yeah and it was it was a brandon warren mysterio and it was just bold and bright and just a fabulous card and i was like yeah, i i guess that answers that that question then um and then the more i i dove into you know the character and the backstory and stuff what what dave did in the paintings was like all right this is mm. absolutely absolutely what i want to what i want to chase <laughs> typically you focused on a character that had two paintings so double the spend oh, but of course yeah you've nailed it so oh. uh, for that. <laughs> yeah but you, yeah it's done baby and um, i love how those two paintings complement each other too they really really do yep they and and especially in person when i looked at them together and i'd said to dave he goes they were almost meant as as a complimentary kind of thing and i'm going to frame them the same and it's it should nice. be really cool that's nice. great Damn. um awesome. so um, i i'm just going to go back to george's i'm going to put a uh the image of george's um Mysterio card on the tasting notes, folks. If you want to go and have a look, but do go and check out his Instagram. So clean. Page, which will also be uh, on the tasting notes. So this is an example of one of those battle booklets. Um, it's Wolverine versus Hulk. Um, I love the way he's done the trees behind there. It's, it's such a simple little. little well, effect. he painted the trim too in the middle, and that for oh, me is always a win. That wow. is always yes, a win. Yes, yes, yes. Especially with the way they're made, that is always a win. Very cool. That's cool. Have Iconic they done art on scene. both sides? They haven't, have they? No, I think it's literally a booklet. Like, literally just inside, not premier booklet, where you have that yeah. sketch in the front. I'm just wondering yeah, what I think it's just. Oh, I think that's only inside. Yeah. No, but good, I'm, I'm assuming it's printed, you know, in the same way a single panel sketch card is printed with congratulations, you have pulled, yada, yada, yada. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but, of course, so. they've got double panel on the back there. So I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering what it looks like. Yeah, I'm sure I could ask Dr. Google I'll and find, find out, but I'm, not, but I'm not going to do so right now. Um, he's, got some, he's got some Batman stuff up here. What else has he worked on? He's worked he's got Silent Aliens, Hill, baby. Rick and Morty. He's got a bunch Sorry, of good stuff. That? What's that? What's that? Silent Hill? <gasps> yes. Go ahead. Wow. Henry, Harry, and uh, Pyramid Head. I really need to replay that at some point. Ah, PS1 version. So good. So good. Uh, game. He's got some good stuff on here. He's got some very good stuff on here. Um, so I think going- what I like about Vega a lot is that he, not only has he done sketch cards for every, he's done it for DC, he's done quite a bit of different uh, IPs. But what I also like about him is that he can do larger canvases as well and do covers. Very, very clean. Mm. Very, very clean work. Is easy boy. Mando. Yeah, he's done a few good Mandos one here. He's done a couple of Mandos. He's got a, uh, the child. Um 
Who else have we got in here? Oh, look at that Ghost Rider. Ah, sick. <laughs> sick, That's sick. Nice. Love it, love it, mm-hmm. love it, love it. So I, I don't own any of your artwork yet, George. Um, I'm hoping um, that... So, oh, there's a... Sur- is that... No, hang on. Mm. Yeah, he is did it, a surfer. It is surfer. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Inks over my drawing. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so I, I, I paused because I, it's very easy to, to miss see a, a, an image and then suddenly uh misidentify it as Iceman or Iceman as surfer uh, quite often yep. artists do and they're quite close unless you unless you look at them because of the way they kind of fly around um I'm loving this 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 um I think he's got on here the world Blueprint. of M it's cool machines magic mayhem is this George's own thing then maybe Support us on Kickstarter, the world yeah. of them. Yeah, maybe he has his own comic book series. Let's go and have, oh, hang on. Before before I go and have a look at Link, that's a nice silk. That is good silk. That's a sketch card. Jonathan will be into that. That's tiny against uh, that bag. Yeah. That's hard to do. That. I wonder what the end... See, I love these process. I love these process ones. Yeah. Look at that. He's gone Great. from the very, very initial... To there, I can hear. I can hear your cat scratching to get in. <laughs> he really wants in. What happens at this point if he does come in? Does he completely like trash the place? No, no, he's episode? very good. He'll he'll jump up on my lap and and, and hang okay. out. All right. Well, listen. If you want to let him in, you you you're more than welcome to. I, I'm a, I'm a cat man, but you you may you may not want to do this. Look at this. He's got a four. He's got a four part sketch puzzle. Oh, that's cool. That's a good one too. That's a good wow. concept. With the radiation around Hulk, yeah, That's a really good and he's, idea. So he's got Hulk spreads over the four cards, and then he's got a different Hulk character on each. What's that? That's got to be Betty Ross banner, and that's got to be General Ross, right? Who's that abomination? That abomination, and bottom right is leader. Leader, yes. That's cool. That is really cool. I love that. Hulk. <laughs> he's put Hulk Hogan in one as one of the sketch as one of the um, hashtags. That's Hulk smash, cool. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Buster, Hulkenberg, Hulk mode, Hulk mania, Hulk life, Hulk world order, Hulk status, Hulkster. George, he doesn't mess you, around, man. George has swallowed the hashtag dictionary, folks. If you're ever wondering where it was, George is eating it. Um, these these are awesome. Um, I'm he also go does have... really good. Before we move on, I just want to say he does great Transformers too. We Ooh. didn't mention that, but where, I, I where, think where? that's one of Did his I main squeezes. No, I can't. I, I, listen, it's, 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 Instagram has got all sorts of great stuff oh yeah so so go dive dive in um i'm just going to quickly go and look at this link at the top of his profile which i think is for his uh here we go world of m2 kickstarter let's have a look so what's this all about george because you didn't tell me anything about this probably because you emailed me so long ago that uh so it's a punk fantasy adventure comic created by vega Wow. Wow, that looks cool. That Let's looks scroll awesome. down and that see a bit more cool. about it. A steampunk fantasy adventure story set in a world where machines, magic, and mayhem are the order of the day. We- <laughs> Sorry, I've read the name of the character. We follow Jack Mast. Jack yeah, that's Mast. Cool. That's a great, that, that's almost a porn star name. His paneling looks great. Yeah. Like if you um, scroll down, you can look at a comic book page. Oh, nice. Yeah, it looks really wonderful. That's good. And he's got add-on rewards there. I like that. So, George, we're going to put a link to your Kickstarter on the um, on the uh, tasting notes as well, because this looks fun. 
this looks like a lot of fun actually um i love the color i love the colors on that mm-hmm. that's really nice that's a lot of work there yeah, that's really yeah, nice. If you've done that all your own, that's a lot of work. Um, George, George Vega, thank you. You're a beautiful man. Um, I've never met you, but I like the sound of your voice, and uh, <laughs> so much so um, that we have not one but two intros from you. Um, so who knows which one they heard? Did they hear the English or the Spanish? <laughs> the mysteries of life. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's choose now. Let's choose. Let's choose what happened in the past that hasn't happened yet. For us let's do english and then we'll save the spanish for something fun okay cool all right thank you for being that way because their first introduction to him in case they don't speak spanish but i love his accent i mean the guy's got it going on so I, obviously I he's popular yeah <laughs> thank you for existing george vega we love you and i'm sorry that we forgot your intro um donny you still there i'm still here is your cat donny no, he's not. He's still outside. Oh, okay. All right. Never mind. Um, so, um, so you're on this journey with uh, Mysterio, and you. So, your ultimate rainbow building. I'm, I'm imagining because you've got the original paintings. Yeah. So, um, how far you want to go in on that? Yeah. So, I, I would like to keep going. I have two, two plates, which somebody was able to. You know, they reached out, which is good. Um, there's only been one SSA that's turned up on ebay and i i lost out on that that's, that's the only one i've seen i've seen none of the what if autos at all and then no base plates um i have two of the canvas plates um the red spectrum is on ebay i know some people that you know both of you guys have got your eyes out for mysterio stuff and it's just not a lot of it came out in the physical product so far no there'll be a lot there'll be a lot more um which is which is actually something um, i was going to mention when we were talking about annual. Has- yeah, when Epax drops, annual has um, so little of annual has has popped up, um, and not many people have been breaking it. I don't know how much was was released physically of the annual print run, but um, right. I don't think it's it's moved as much as um, as maybe anime and certainly masterpieces did physically, mm-hmm. uh, simply due to the amount of it that's actually appearing on eBay. Because I've been watching, and there really isn't that much. Uh, there is really isn't that much popping up, and you can still get it online at all the various retailers. So, um, so you haven't actually seen that many battle booklets, for example. Was what I was, what I was going to say, um, which is why I don't think I've seen the back of one of them. But um, but I think you'll find when masterpieces does drop on EPAC, and unfortunately you'll get at best forty eight hours notice, which I still think is the is is crazy um, yeah that seems um, wild to me but I, I, I believe it's slightly excessively demanding on collectors to to give that short amount of notice is my view sure. um it personally causes me quite a lot yeah, of um, stress hard. it puts unnecessary yeah. stress and stress and pressure um i think a week is would be fair sure i think a week yeah. would be fair a week helps you get an order you know what i mean and i, and I think yeah. that is fair i agree exactly you know it gives you time to think about okay if we've got to move some money around if we need to sell a few things yeah whatever you know um but anyway hey that's 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 an, as an aside um so when masterpieces does drop you will see you know the if if 2018 is anything to go by there'll be a sudden flood of inventory into yeah, market that's that's kind of kind of what i i understood is that you know you'll see see a pretty pretty good dip in in prices on some stuff and uh be a lot more a lot more supply and I, i've tried to be like set my this is what i want to pay for purple this one i pay for a prelim and and stick to that um you know just after talking to to folks and seeing where they usually end up at so i'll be yeah able to finish, i mean the- finish some other things 
The trick of this set is it'll come on back, give it a couple of weeks, it'll sell out, people get the achievements, and then cards will be pushed onto Comsi or eBay, and the prices will be reducted. United reductions will happen naturally. But sure. what's nice about EPAC is this. If you've only seen one SSA Mysterio out there, the probability is that at least five or more are on EPAC. So right. you're going to see them pulled at least. You know what I mean? And yeah. and you know, that's when all, all of us night owls get up on EPAC and we're just like, what's happening? <laughs> and refreshing. Uh, <laughs> and stalking yeah. everybody. Um, kind of like what happened with anime. But... Yeah, and I would, I, you know, that's what I tend to do is I buy a box if I want to. When it comes to masterpieces, I'll buy a box if I can, if I'm thinking about it. And I'll have something to trade. You know what right. I mean? Just yeah. in case they don't want to sell on Compsy or whatever the case may be. Right. But now you, you have still have plenty of time to get a good shot at that. You know what I mean? That's It only becomes difficult when someone starts going for like giant auto series and then they start vanishing, you know? Right. I, I figured, you know, having only seen one, and like I said, I took a swing at it um, on eBay, and it didn't sell for a ton, and realistically, I probably should have pushed a little bit more, but knowing that I, I should see at least a half a dozen more, I would think, between the group and EPAC, uh, you know, if if they start to, to disappear, then then it's going to get a little bit more more difficult and that's like with the plates i had missed one of the mysterio plates on ebay and turns out that the person that had opened it had sold it to somebody else and then i was able to trade that person for it so that oh, that okay. worked out awesome. really really that's well. great yeah. and you so you did you get one what if and one base already or you just what would no, you get it's two of the two of the canvas galleries actually oh, oh nice. yeah, those actually, are good nice. plates I man I pulled them out um yeah I love those plates, by the way. The canvas plates are so nice. Yeah, I don't know how the oh, glare is going to look yeah, with you that. Got the angle best them down. Angle them down. Angle them down. It's no, the, up, up, sorry. Up, yeah, no, get angle them up. There yeah. we go. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. Dude, so, Donnie, you killed it, man. Yeah. You well, got pictures the of these on the tasting notes, folks. So yeah. for those who can't see them, you um, killed it, Donnie. Big shout out to to Dean in the group. So I've done a couple trades with him, and he's he's yeah. been, been great. Those plates came from him. My Spider Woman sketch came from him. So it's big. Dean, big Dean's a him. god, man. Good well, guy. while we're, while we're doing while we're doing shout outs, this is this is something I just want to kind of touch on. Um, uh, I don't want to embarrass you or anything here, Donnie, but I just want to say thank you because um, you you know we barely knew each other. You'd been in a group like not long. And you actively went out of your way to secure a couple of sketch cards for me at a point where I wasn't able to buy a lot of products. So thank you uh, oh, for course, that. Yeah, man. More than um, and I, you know, I've got, I've got them here um, as two of my four so far uh, masterpieces, 2020 black cats that I have. Um, and they are beautiful. Um, but um, I picked up my sketch um, case rather than my base uh, case because I have these rather lovely cases now which I think, don't know if you saw. I did, yeah. He <laughs> has showed me this every episode. Every episode, yeah. <laughs> they're, well, they're here. They're so lovely. Every episode, he has brought out those damn briefcases, and I'm so jealous, and he knows it. That's why he keeps doing it. I can no, see it. Really cool. He's like, hey, every, Fausto. Every episode, I'd, I'd bring out my black cap binder, which was literally falling apart at that point, uh, and oh, usually yeah, kind of almost drop it because it was just in such bad state. And now okay. I get to bring out my black cat collection, but it has an extra bonus audio for those listening at home. <laughs> 
It's beautiful. And you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, guys who work out walk and, you know, pump their guns. I can do that. And, you know, I'm happy with that. Um, so, so, so bite me. But um, what I was going to say was, <laughs> what I was going to say was, it is so nice when someone looks out for you. So there was a guy in the group, um, oh, for the life of me, I've, I can't remember his name now. This is really embarrassing. A fellow in the group, um, he lives in, he lives in New York, Hudson on the, oh, Matthew, Matthew Farber. There we are. Matthew Farber. Matthew. Yes. Matthew. Yeah. He made sure I got that black cat oh, printing plate. Nice. Uh, which is beautiful. And the, the funny thing about that plate, and I've, we've said this before, is that because of that, that she's doing that, they put the sticker on upside down on the back. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Because, of course, uh, they yep. looked at it like that. Ah, that's great. Uh, which is hilarious. And it does, it does actually, it kind of does work like that as well. I think it adds to it, though. I think it adds to it. I like it. I like it. That's cool. So all I need now, because I'm not going to be able to get the red spectrum. Let's be honest. I haven't actually seen it pop out. So there's my my nine up. All I need is a what-if plate to go there. Beautiful. Good stuff. So I'm not not going for the SSAs. I, I just, I'm cool without them. And it's like, you know, I've got my, I've got my metallurgy. Yeah. I've got my prelim. Yeah, I'm kind of happy with that. And that, that's, that's you know, because it's this thing with these rainbows. You can keep chasing them until... <laughs> for years. Tell me no, that. For yeah, years. No. Josh, don't bring up that stuff, man. It drives me crazy. Those <laughs> are painful, Donnie. They're done. Yeah. Be happy with what you got, man. Trust. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, I, I've, I've just been fortunate that a lot of the Mysterio stuff hasn't turned up. I think there's only been three or four metallurgies so far, which I know okay. is a new thing, but um, I, somebody opened one, and I think there's one on in the group and on, on eBay right now, and okay. I, I believe one of them went to somebody that's putting together the set. But Yeah, there's two people know, doing that. still plenty of shots yeah. for that. Last two, so. I think yeah, one you of get 25. 25. I mean, yeah. rule of thumb Rule of thumb is this. For me, this is my experience. I could be wrong. Other people have done this far longer than I have. Anything that's above 10 is possible. Once right. you start getting to 10s, you're having a hard time. Sure. The chase becomes much harder. Oh, yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my experience, the... Um, so what, in terms of Mysterio... Obviously, we've talked about 2020 dropping on EPAC. Are you going to pursue that character across other sets? Probably not. I don't know that I'll actually buy any other Marvel product unless I have some sort of an attachment to the artist. I'm going to follow it for the sketch cards because Mm. that's something that I didn't know that I was going to love because they're very similar to artist proofs in Magic. So when an artist does a card in Magic, they get 30 foils and 50 non-foil versions of that card with a blank back. So it looks like the card on the front, but the the back is blank and they can sketch it. They can paint on it. You know, they do whatever. And I I work with a bunch of folks and uh, I'll auction off stuff that they do for them um, if they want to do like a neat series or, or something special like that. So sketch cards are like artist proofs, but 
just a little different. And yeah. it's, I mean, I've, I've collected a, a handful of sketches just to go, you know, along with my, my set and I, I love them. So I know that, that, um, that black diamond exquisite set's supposed to have some really, really nice sketches. So I'm going to get ready for that. I'll, I'll probably try to chase a couple of those, but, um, I'll probably stick Mysterio just to, to this set for now. You're a wise man in terms of the rabbit hole. Cause once you, once you veer out of those, um, what are those things that go down the sides of bowling lanes to stop the ball going in the gutter? Guardrails? Guardrails. Yeah. Yeah. Guardrails? Once you once you step over the guardrails, it's like there's no there's no there's like there's no next boundary to say, okay, well I'll stop there and then I'll stop there. Yeah, it Yeah, I've I already posed parameters. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I started looking at the eighteen and the sixteen sets, um with the eighteen set I was like, I wonder if I could put together this I was like, no, no stop, stop, <laughs> stop. Write your articles I'm... and be happy with what you have. Do not do that. <laughs> so yeah, no, I've Smart. I'm gonna try to stay right right firmly in my lane. And yeah. of course twenty twenty two comes out in which case yeah, you'll probably and, be and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's hard yeah. hard to say. Well, at that point, you'll be like you'll be like um, Al Pacino in Godfather Three. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. <laughs> well, you know, whatever the impression is, I can't do. No, that. the guardrails is one hundred percent true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Do you? Um, do I guess from from my obviously magic is from what I understand it is very different. You know, it's it's constant. You know, almost. I think you have four releases a year. Am I right? So it's it's supposed to be like four sets a year, but now there's all sorts of supplemental products. So there's these 24-hour drops they do that were new last year, I think, called Secret Lair. And there's Commander decks, and there's a core set, and then there's a master set. And there's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that comes out. Wow, um, okay. A, a uh, ton, a ton of product. Well, so I was, I was just going to, I was just curious to, 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 to get your, your take on what the biggest differences you, you see in the magic scene to, to the Marvel scene that you've seen from the masterpieces spectrum and, you know, just, just top line stuff. And obviously the, it's so different because of the, the volume of product, I guess, is, is, is the biggest sure. thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing that I've noticed is the, I guess that exclusivity, you know, the exclusivity that we just talked about because magic stuff's obviously not numbered. So Obviously, certain you know rarer cards and foil versions of those things are are harder to get, but you don't have the sort of hey, there's only one, or hey, there's only ten, or hey, there's only twenty five, or even down to the base card of only being two thousand. I mean, that's a hard limited number that might not matter right now, but five years from now, you know, a lot of that stuff has probably found its its way in there. So that's different. And obviously, you have the you know people buying cards based on what they do, based on what they look like. You don't really have the the character thing. There's there's some people that you know strictly collect, but it's it's really been you know similar, but kind of an entirely different world, which has been refreshing for me mm-hmm. as somebody that you know inherently likes to collect things. Um, so it, it's been been fun to to do that as opposed to you know buying a card to to play with you know or just to have it's funny because i was at a an lcs uh, well i was at a gaming card shop and my buddy and i was there and i told you i went like a year and a half almost two years on magic because i was just excited because it was the first time because yeah. i was able to get into it for the first time and play with people and just had a blast man built a commander deck did the whole thing <laughs> And I was opening a pack in front of the store owner and my buddies next to me and we're just opening packs and we bought some or whatever. I opened one and I looked at a car. I was like, oh, man, that's sick. Look at that artwork. And all of them are just like, yeah, that's cool, man. 
That's awesome. Because it was a common. There was right. nothing to it. It was like you can get it for less than 50 cents. But I was just looking at it. I was like, man, this is awesome. And I realized I looked around. I was like, oh, shoot. I'm from another world over here, man. I'm, not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm far out of my bounds, baby. <laughs> I got to step back here. <laughs> and, you know, the, but, yeah. The, I, I get that because you know some of the best artwork in Magic is on common cards and it's on basic lands. Yeah. You know some of my favorite yes. stuff. That that's where the I started reading someone's article. His name's uh, Mike Lenneman, and he was he's kind of one of the forerunners of of writing about Magic. And his thing was the story is told on the common cards, and that's where some of the best artwork lives. It's not on the you know mythic rare that that sees play at all the tournaments and yeah. stuff like that. That it very well could be, but you know the commons are so often overlooked. So I, I love hearing that that somebody opened that and was like, oh my god, look look how great this is because it's it's a real thing. I mean, yeah. I, some some of the best you know artwork and and narrative storytelling is on the cards that a lot of folks will never actually see. Yeah. All that that was. The- I'm going to ask a really, really, this might be a really silly question, so forgive me if it is. Are there, because you mentioned character collecting is obviously very specific to Marvel, are there like characters that actually exist in the magic, uh, magic verse or whatever you call it, that, 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 that go from set to set or might have multiple cards that people could character collect? Yeah, and and some people do. So there's um there's legendary cards of of people that have a spot in the storyline, and there's planeswalkers the same way that are you know big you know important characters to you know the overall story or or what's going on. And you know sometimes they die, but a lot of times they they'll turn back up on a different place you know as the as the story moves along. And there's also you know there's creature types people will collect you know giant cards or or you know then sometimes people will collect you know islands and people will put together global collections of cards in different languages um every edition of a card in every language that it was ever printed in um you know some people just collect artist proofs that you know they get sketches on the back and and they'll make a commander deck full of artist proofs and um, oh yeah which it's that's that's kind of the the thing in in that world that people really really like to do um and they're not artist proofs aren't tournament legal but for the kitchen table who cares it's just a really neat thing but do they actually play and and handle an original piece of art so they'll they'll put it in a sleeve and a lot of times it'll be double sleeved but but yeah okay yeah wow okay yeah sorry that's that's interesting well i've seen some people do which was pretty crazy and i won't i I won't you know go off on a tangent the thing that i was really that freaked me out was the card savers how they put decks in card savers and that's what they're doing so like there's like these alpha beta whatever type of which i'm not super king on but as of knowing i think it's cool obviously but like just giant card saver decks where they're just like shuffling through them and they're playing vintage pretty cool mm-hmm. yep yeah it's i mean it it's a it's a wide world i mean i started playing in 2003 magic was already 10 years old so yeah, even yeah. i was technically you know late to it but you know they have a they have an anniversary coming up you know as well i remember that first summer i played i guess was the 10th anniversary and that was like wow. a thing and then you know you got to see it turn 20 and 25 and mm. it's uh it's been a lot That's of fun really cool Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited for the the 2022. What anniversary is it going to be in for Marvel Masterpieces? Thirtieth. Uh, Thirtieth. Wow, yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's why I think that. it's going to be a big deal. So Me I'm either. I'm wondering if they're going to do something a little bit different and add maybe another element into the set somehow, or maybe change the 
configuration because we've had the very similar configuration, albeit with some twists. Obviously, Metallurgy was new for this year. Yeah. I can't imagine Metallurgy won't come back in some way. Um, or even, you know, wouldn't it be bonkers to have a whole set that was Metallurgy? I mean, I guess you do in terms of the chase aspect of it. So, yeah. Yeah, because uh, you get every card. I mean, it's yeah. only base, right? Metallurgy's only base, is that right? Yes. Well, yes, but I'm wondering if EPAC will have oh it's probably too late now but if i would if i had a wish list item for epac release it would be that there were metallurgies for the other um oh, yeah. uh chase yeah. chase uh, parts of the set because, because, yeah. because i think the artwork just and, and we had this with 2018 and that the artwork has a different vibrancy and and tone to it because it, every time it's printed differently on a different material and with different types of ink and with different type of printing you know the color spectrum is always very slightly different anyway because of the mm-hmm. nature of things um and i think it's it's very uh, i've always felt this way with the canvas cards i don't think the canvas cards on any of the sets are are very good in terms of the representation of the artwork because they mute it quite quite heavily but when you go to the the gallery version of that the gold the gold gallery version it's it's not canvas it's printed on a gloss um uh, a stock with a gold border and it's so much more vibrant so well it looks i mean obviously harkens back to mm96 sure and it just still right even in those cars were thinner you know yeah there's st- i mean they just look so nice with that it's like half an inch right of like yeah. a border i mean it's a it's a hell of a it's a hell of a border it's and a lot it of real estate phenomenal yeah it's a lot of real estate it's a lot and there's you know, a lot going funny on because a lot of these cards it's a shame because the way they scan them in comp C, when they scan when you scan a card flat you know what i mean you run the risk of it not being very lush when you as opposed to when you see it in hand you know what i mean i mean there's no way around that because it's such a mass quality but i do think people really have to see all these cars in hand because i saw a metallurgy in hand and it just i mean they look good photographed but damn you just really don't they're heavy they're thicker than a printing plate i think like three times thicker than a printing plate it's not an insignificant amount right yeah they're they're considerable it's. I mean, it, it was a. It was a, a really neat thing, and I didn't know that they were new for this year. Um, Brand I new. I, yeah. I opened one. Yeah, I mean, that's a, what a what a cool thing. Yeah, I think so too. I think that was a really great. That was a really smart decision because it gave it mm-hmm. some freshness. You know what I mean? Because the number system is new, but this is the third time we're dealing with that tier set. You know what I mean? And then, of course, the big thing with 2020, and I know we're dragging it on. Sorry. The big thing with 2020 was the change in characters for tier four. That was really crazy, Donnie. Yes. Like that's I mean I'm sure, I'm sure you've noticed looking back now. It, yeah, it's it was that seemed to be kind of a, a big deal to not front load tier four with the stuff that people were really gonna try to chase, which is which is cool. I, I love the character choices that Dave did in general because a lot of these people I wasn't familiar with at all. I'm not, you know, I I'm oh, not a comic genius at all. I just, and half of you know neither. There's at least one character every article was like, I have no idea who that is. I need to go figure this out. But yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. you know, that I it's understand that's a pretty big deal that that tier four now was was just a little different. Yeah, I mean, ego the living planet in tier four is 
just not what it was like for 16 and 18. And, you know, it's funny. I like to say that Ian had something to do with that or, or the podcast has something to do with that because we had a long episode, right, Ian, where we were like, I think the character choices for tier four should change up because, you know, the problem with 16 is that when 16 came out and if you liked Spider-Man, you were it's not happening. You know what I mean? Like right. you are not going to get that base set with Spider-Man in it at all. Like it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So it was kind of crazy to see it kind of flip the script a little bit for 2020. I wonder if that will be how now the new standard will be or if yeah. we'll jump back and forth or switch outs know. or whatever. I don't know. I don't so know. Whatever yeah. 2022 ends up being, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. Um, and, 100%. And, and Donnie, I hope you are too. Uh, my friend, because I don't, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that uh, even when you kind of come to the tail end of your journey with Masterpieces 2020, you'll still be, um, you'll still stick with us and and walk in our shoes uh, as as often as you can. So, um, yeah. Also, no, I, remember I plan on Donnie. sticking around. Good. Good. Also, remember, Donnie, when 2022 comes out, that means everyone needs to build up the fund. So a lot of good 2020 is going to go on sale. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that'll be oh, the yeah. time to rule. <laughs> I, I believe that. Yeah. I'm, it 2022 is going to be interesting for me just because if it's like I said, if it's an artist that I I know or or that I particularly like, then it's it's going to be I'll probably go back down that rabbit hole again just mm-hmm, because yeah. that's what what drew me you know to this set. Um, but yeah. but we'll see. Otherwise, yeah, I'll be watching for 2020 stuff, and I, I'm still going to stick around. And um, like I said, I'm gonna. There's a couple sketch artists that I've gotten to know over the last couple months, and I'm gonna cool. chase some of their work and uh, nice. from, from set to set. So that'll be fun. Ah, that's cool, man. That's awesome. Well, Donnie, um, uh, you're a fine fellow. Thank you. Um, Thank you for making this happen. Thanks for having me, guys. No, thank you. No, listen, thank you for being such a positive new member of the Marvel side of the hobby. Um, it's it's it, it you know people really dig uh, the articles you've been posting and love the yeah. kind of um, energy that you that you brought you know along with all the other magic guys you know the energy that you've brought to the masterpieces and Marvel card scene in general is um is is brilliant and really positive so thank it's you it's been a yeah. blast man such a yeah, blast it's, it's a fabulous community and I'm I am happy to be a part of it it's uh like I said it's it was a fresh breath of air from from the magic side and and I'm just happy to be here there you go. We see. It says everyone needs everyone needs to kind of cross the streams once in a while just to appreciate <laughs> that the grass isn't always green. Or I don't know. There's a metaphor in there somewhere. I think cross the streams is perfect. I love cross it. Cross the streams <laughs> is perfect, except when you're at a urinal. Anyway, um, so um, moving on. Just to say, um, wait, we you're always not forget. Supposed to. Sorry, go ahead, Ian. You were talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> stop it, stop it. I'm just this confused. is what gets you restraining all this. The, this is why the etiquette. Was... I've been totally off on my game. Okay. This is why you have a stay. Someone else's funeral. Um, so the um, we always forget to pimp this. I'm going to pimp it anyway. At the MCC Pod is our Facebook, is our Twitter, is our Instagram, is our. It's frankly my everything. I'm going to get that tattooed somewhere that you don't see when you cross the streams. Um, but um, go find us. Follow, like, share, please. It really does help. Um, and um, uh, 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 Donny, thank you so much uh, for joining us this week. You know how we, we sign off our episodes, sir. We'd love it if you take us out. Sure. Enjoy collecting. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. 
visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. So I've seen a photo of, of, of Donnie, uh, of, of knowing without the beard. Right. And, um, and even then there's a bit of um, the shadow because obviously, you, you know, you're, you're, you're. Oh, yeah. I shaved this of... five seconds later. It's back. Yeah. yeah no, I'm but, basically a wolf man. But no, this you whole ever... body shag carpet, baby. Like this is <laughs> if I did transplants, it would work. I don't know. It's bull. I'm losing it up here, but everywhere else, I'm a fucking bear. I don't get yes. it. I don't know why. And it would increase in the other areas. Uh, Words of the wise. Nose what? and ears, especially. Nose and ears so and my back. ears, they have whiskers of their own. Like, it's yes. really weird, man. Yes. I don't like this. I don't like this. Yeah. But this is yeah. what I am now. So new, <laughs> new, spl- new splash, uh, uh, Donnie. The stuff that goes from there comes yep. out here. Right. What is that? Um, but um, but what I was going to say, have you ever skinned it? Have you no. ever done the whole whole? Nope. So I've I've had like it's this is a tangential, but I usually get my hair cut. Like I I used to have my hair longer, and I would go and, and get it cut. But when I get a buzz cut, I would always just have my parents do it when I lived at home because we had a set of clippers, and it's easy. You just yeah. so. Right, right. So even even now, I just have my sister cut my hair like every three weeks, and. She did it one week. I said I used to get a one and a half, like on the trimmer settings. I don't know if that's the same in the UK. Maybe it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when I said one and a half, she put on a half. And <gasps> yeah, so it was basically bald. Um, but I've been keeping it that way. I'm due for one now. But it's we call it the Oop Special, and it's a it's a one half. So it's it's even it's even better now. I just keep it that short, and I like it. It looks good on you, man. It looks good on you. I, I think I'm gonna look like Tommy Pickles when I get it, man. I'm I don't gonna think ask. It's gonna That's what I'm gonna ask. Have you ever had well, a special nerd? nugget no i'm gonna look like a nugget i have bumps it's weird it's gonna look stupid that's whatever i don't care well, you're I've, I've gonna gonna like marty feldman out of young frankenstein or you're gonna look like um <laughs> or, or you're gonna look like um <laughs> Vince Vaughn out of uh, that that prison movie that he was in or you're gonna look like um I haven't thought about uh, that in a while. Vincent Damn. D'Onofrio from Kingpin, although he was smooth. He was oh, Vin. I love Kingpin, by the way. That's a great movie. You ever seen that, Donnie? Mm-hmm. Oh, any anybody can pull off a, a Kingpin if they help, hate themselves, Ian. That's the whole point of a Kingpin, okay? Once you get to that point where you really despise yourself, you just do that kind of 
flap over hair thing. Is that who you're talking about, Kingpin? No, I'm talking about the Kingpin. As the, as oh in my the god, Kingpin I'm talking about the bowling movie. I'm an idiot. I'm talking oh, about shit. the bowling movie with Woody Harrison <laughs> with the flap. I thought you were making fun of me. Oh my god. That's, I, was, I saw you guys' faces like, I'm not saying the right thing here. <laughs> yeah, no. Kingpin, I, was, I was wondering where it was going. I was going to just leave you, give you enough rope. To, I was to... looking at your faces like, Ian usually looks at me like I'm crazy, but this is new for Donnie. Donnie's usually nicer about this, so uh, I was I was way off. I saw, but yeah, I was thinking Kingpin, like the movie. Um, you know what? Yeah. I just, no, I, I just don't realize, know I just realized I haven't de- stopped clicking recording, so this could be an extra bit of bonus for after the credits. <laughs> <laughs>